0: Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. The U.S. Supreme Court has ruled that the Trump administration can end accounting for the 2020 census now instead of waiting until the end of the month. Yesterday's decision is a blow to local governments and advocacy groups who say stopping the count now will lead to a big undercount of marginalized communities, especially here in California. I spoke about these issues with Lizette Escobedo. She's in charge of census programs for the National Association of Latino Elected and Appointed Officials. She says the Supreme Court ruling caps years of work by the Trump administration to sabotage an accurate 2020 census.
1: This is one of the other attempts to shortchange the census enumeration and really shortchange the enumeration of communities of color by the Trump administration.
0: And what might be the consequences for California of ending the census early? Which communities specifically might be harmed the most by stopping the count?
1: You know, we're talking specifically about rural communities. We're talking about communities that have been most devastated and impacted, not just by COVID, but also by the wildfires. We're talking about potentially losing seats in Congress. We're talking about... Billions potentially in funding for education, for healthcare, for for natural disaster relief um, in years to come, and so it really can have a devastating impact in how the state moves forward beyond this. And so it feels especially cruel during a pandemic that we would shortchange something that is just so important and critical for the next ten years in our state.
0: And has your organization ever seen a more politicized and really just plain weird census count year than the 2020 census?
1: Um, We've never seen anything like this. Our organization has been working on census issues since 1990. We've never seen um, what we're facing now is just baffling.
0: That's Lizette Escobedo with Nileo. Let's turn now to the pandemic and the coming holidays. The state of California is strongly discouraging trick-or-treating and large gatherings for Halloween and Dia de los Muertos. KQED science reporter Laura Clivens has more.
2: Instead of that costume party, how about a candy hunt at home or a scary movie night? And for Dia de los Muertos, perhaps you create an altar in a street-facing window, or outside where people can be distanced. These are some suggestions from State Health and Human Services Secretary Dr. Mark Galley.
0: The whole act of going door-to-door in groups, ringing doorbells, digging into buckets of delicious candy create a risk at spreading COVID-19.
2: Galley says any gathering should be outside with cloth, not costume masks, under two hours with no more than three households. And people visiting family graves should only go with those they live with. For The California Report, I'm Laura Clivens. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures. Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book,
0: That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. When you turn 18, you're allowed to do a lot of things you couldn't do before, like voting. But should California allow people to vote before they turn 18? That's what Proposition 18 would allow. KQED Politics reporter Guy Maserati has been looking into it and joins us now.
3: Guy, what's Prop 18 all about? So Prop 18 would allow 17-year-olds to vote in California primary and special elections if they turn 18 by the general election. So this is not aimed at all 17-year-olds, but the slice of 17-year-olds who turn 18 between the primary and the November election.
0: And when they vote in the primary, that, of course, I, I would guess would be both for candidates who are running and for propositions on the ballot.
3: That's right. And proponents of this say, one, it's only fair. These uh, teens are voting or allowed to vote in the November election, in the general election. So they argue it's only fair to give them a chance to pick who makes it into the November election by allowing them to vote in the primary there's also an argument that you know voting is a habit, and the earlier you build up that habit, the more likely that these voters could become lifetime voters. And so the thought is if you introduce voting in primary elections, potentially while these 17-year-olds are in high school already getting a civics education, they could potentially increase uh, their habit of voting and become lifelong voters.
0: Hmm. So in a, in a sense, by getting... Uh, A young person even earlier into the electoral process, the voting process, you create kind of a a lifetime of conscientious voting.
3: Exactly. And, you know, this is, you know, there has been some opposition, uh, but opponents have said, look, 18 is kind of the designated age we've decided on for legal responsibility. uh, So why create this special carve out for voting? They also say that, you know, even though many other states have adopted this, that California is different because we vote directly on ballot measures.
0: And if this does pass and if 17 year olds are allowed to vote in California, how might this change the playing field of California politics?
3: Uh, The Public Policy Institute of California has done some research on this and they found basically this would have amounted to 200,000 people in the 2016 uh, and also the 2018 elections. Which, look, in a primary election, which can often be decided by a small vote count, it's already a smaller uh, universe of voters, maybe these young uh, voters could swing elections one way or another. That being said, you know young voters already have a lower propensity to register and turn out. If you look at the voters who became eligible by turning 18, only half of them registered, uh, and then less than half of that actually showed up to vote in 2016 and, and 2018. So it's, it's not as if this is a silver bullet for getting people to the polls. And even people who support Prop 18 say you really would want to pair it with a stronger civic education. Maybe that'll be the ticket if people are in school, they have a better uh, civic education, and they can actually apply their vote uh, in a real way instead of in a mock election.
0: All right. That is KQED's Guy Maserati guiding us through the ins and outs of Proposition 18. Thanks so much. Thanks, all. And for more information on Prop 18 and other measures on the ballot, check out KQED's California Voter Guide. It's at
3: kqed.org
0: backslash
3: Support for the California Report comes from Two Chairs, offering virtual therapy sessions designed to help clients thrive. Two Chairs therapists have personalized care to over 4,000 clients in California. Learn more at TwoChairs.com. Paint Care, now with 770 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at PaintCare.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt whose philanthropy harnesses the power of people and science to create innovative solutions for a healthy environment, just societies, and opportunities for human achievement.
0: and And that is the California Report for this Wednesday, October 14th, a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.